Welcome to Future Stories, a podcast from thejournal.ie. We're partnering with Volkswagen, a leader in automotive technology trends, to look to the future one topic at a time. Throughout the series, we're exploring everything from mealtimes to housing to your weekly supermarket shop and speaking to innovators and change makers. This time on Future Stories, we'll be looking at the future of sleep, and I'll be investigating the latest sleep technology and asking, how close are we to hacking our dreams? The recommended window of sleep is between seven and nine hours, but in Ireland, only 60% of us are getting this amount, as was highlighted in a recent RTE documentary, Awake. But it is the literature around the immune system which I find most surprising. Sleep studies have shown that getting less than four hours sleep a night decreases cancer-fighting cells by 70%. And this sort of research has led the World Health Organization to class any form of nighttime shift work as a probable carcinogen. So can technology help us with this apparent sleep crisis we're having? To start, I'm checking in with Julian Jagdenberg, inventor of a new sleep robot called Somnox. And he's speaking to me while setting up his booth at a sleep tech conference in London. I'm at the Somnex show, which is a sleep conference. And we're at the moment building our booth. So there could be some environmental noises. So um, my name is Julian Jachtenberg, and I am one of the founders of Somnox, which is a company that creates robots to help people sleep and basically destroy the sleeping pill. Although Julian is showcasing what he has dubbed the world's first sleep robot, it doesn't really look like what you'd expect. And indeed, it's the shape of a, of a kidney bean, a very soft, uh, pillow-like, uh, maybe you should even compare it to a teddy bear. Um, but in this case, you, you hug it, you spoon it during the night. And if you do so, we can sense with sensors whether you are awake or asleep. And if you are awake, it will do actual things to get you to sleep where most products just measure sleep we do not only measure sleep we also help you sleep in real time and how this works is if you spoon it you will feel the physical sensation of the falling and the rising of the breath and you can adjust your own breathing subconsciously to that of the robot and then it gradually starts slowing down towards a meditative state of breathing which is proven to reduce stress and increase relaxation and then in combination with a speaker that is inside, you can play guided meditation, cognitive exercises, the purring of a cat or uh, the crackling of a fire. And those will all turn off the moment you fall asleep. You may have heard Julian say earlier that the aim of a sleep robot is to destroy the sleeping pill. And he has good reason. Yeah, so the whole reason why I started developing it was actually because of my mom's suffering as an insomniac because she had to take sleeping pills she was sleeping three hours at night at most, and I found her not being herself during the day. She had all sorts of health issues. She became addicted to these pills, and that was the moment I started looking into literature, and I found that actually one out of five Europeans is not sleeping well, which has all sorts of effects. Um, first of all, there is the effect of the, the impact on the immune system but also the effect on all sorts of other diseases. It could be Alzheimer's and heart disease, depression, and so on. So when I found that it was not only my mom, but one out of five Europeans, uh, we started looking into, okay, what kind of natural ways 
of sleep inductions can we offer? Julian's mom is faring much better now, all thanks to his sleep robot. But she's not the only person that it's helped. But we also have a very beautiful example of an elderly woman who was suffering from dementia and she lost her husband two years ago. But every single night she became anxious and stressed because she thought her husband was gone. And the nurse had to come in and, well, there was a lot of drama and she had to take more medicine to become at peace. But what we did, we took the audio of her husband from an old video clip, programmed it into robotic and included also a breathing rhythm. And the moment we put that robot with, uh, with this woman, she was uh, almost feeling like he was with her again, which made her at peace and the nurse didn't have to come in. So there are other users that this could be of value for. The global market for sleep aids is expected to hit 80 billion by 2020. So I've caught up with award-winning futurologist Ian Pearson, who was hired by Travelodge to investigate how the impact of sleep technology will impact not only us, but hotel rooms in the future. My name is Dr. Ian Pearson and I'm a futurologist. I, I, I study the future, so I'm an ology of the future, futurologist. Uh, I mean, originally, I did this report for Travelodge, which is a fairly low-budget hotel chain, and they tend to make basic rooms with very comfortable beds and a nice bathroom, but they're very basic. Whereas you compare that with a, a very high-end luxury hotel that costs 10 times more, all of the stuff that they give you, you know, the fancy decor and the uh, beautiful carpets and curtains and so on, um, you can actually produce all of those things using virtual or augmented reality and still be in the very cheap hotel. So you could be uh, going to the cheapest hotel in Dublin and it might not look very attractive, uh, but when you get in there, you might use your augmented reality uh, visor to just uh, you know, basically snap your fingers and immediately it looks like your, your room at home or another luxury hotel room that you quite enjoyed being in. You could do any of that using augmented reality and get rid of the, the lower-grade uh, immediate reality that you're having to cope with. Ian also believes that in the future, we'll have special sleepwear. But when I liken these to the Tesla suit and other haptic body suits which are available today, I discover Ian's talking about much more. He's talking about connecting electronics to our nervous system so we can actually feel our dreams. A system he calls active skin. Yeah, active skin is something I invented in 2001. I realized that with miniaturization going the way it was, it was only a matter of time before we could make electronics that was small enough that we could put uh, electronic devices in between skin cells and you could link directly to the nervous systems. And that makes it very interesting because you can record electronic signals going through the nerves and then you can replay those at a later date. And of course, if you're supposed to be dreaming about something, you could also, as part of enhancing the dream, you could stimulate those same nerve endings again to make that dream extremely convincing. So you could effectively make a table feel just like a real table because you just replay the same signals. Or you could make a handshake feel like a real handshake. Of course, then the dangers immediately pop into mind. If somebody's connecting their nervous system, then somebody else could hack into their nervous system and intercept those signals. Although Ian's claims might seem a bit out there, they are actually rooted in real findings. To summarise, Ian's talking about recording signals and which nerve endings they're coming from and matching these to sensations that we feel. 
And this process is exactly what Japanese scientists did with MRI back in 2013 when they declared that they had found a way to read people's dreams. Researchers asked people to go to sleep in an MRI machine. As soon as they did, the MRI recorded which nerves in the brain were firing during those first few moments of sleep. The researchers then woke up the participants and asked them what they had been dreaming about. These topics were then recorded in a database, and this process was completed over 200 times. By the end of the study, the researchers were then able to match the dream topics to the nerves that had been firing in the brain, and they concluded that they could now predict the content of dreams based on patterns of brain activity at a 60 to 70% success rate. I took that idea and built on it a little bit and decided that、uh, one of the good things you could do with this would be to use the dream recognition to pick up more or less the sort of thing you're dreaming about, like maybe you're walking along a, a nice beach or something. And if that was the case, then you might be able to enhance that dream by adding in lots of sounds or even video、uh, into the dream. And if you were to inject、uh, Beach type noises like seagulls or waves crashing on the shore、uh, while you're having a dream about walking along a nice beach, presumably it would help reinforce that. Along with Ian, Japanese scientists have also built on this study, and they are now aiming to create a dream recorder that will allow us to make a movie of our dreams. Although recording dreams sounds a bit like something out of a science fiction movie, They believe that in the future we will be using sleep caps to record the imagery in our dreams, and this data will then be processed and streamed as a dream movie to our computer. But if a dream recorder can record our dreams, it can also record our thoughts, and this certainly has some ethical implications. I don't think I'd want people to be able to read my thoughts if I was asleep or in well, a coma. Well, exactly. I mean, your barriers come down when you're asleep, and.、Uh... Um, you know, if if your dreams could be used against you,、uh, if you're standing for an important job, like you want to be a cabinet minister or a senior judge or something, you know, who knows what sort of evidence、uh, we might be considering in the future?、Uh, I could see this being a very dangerous path to go down. We spend a third of our lives sleeping, so if you live to be, say, seventy-five. You'll have spent roughly 25 of those years asleep, or 9,125 days. So it's no surprise that the science of sleep is a subject we're all so fascinated with. And while a dream cinema might be a few decades off, the boom in sleep tech is bringing us closer and closer to figuring out exactly what's going on during our hours of shut eye. Subscribe to Future Stories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for updates on our next episode. Thanks for listening. Future Stories is brought to you by TheJournal.ie in partnership with Volkswagen, who are at the forefront of automotive technology trends, including autonomous driving, in-car connectivity, and electric mobility. Volkswagen, we make the future real.